Thank you for listening to this podcast hosted by the Cambridge MBA for the New Game blog. Today, we're very happy to have with us uh, from South Africa, uh, Jakub van Veek, the founder of Snapbill, an up-and-coming cloud-based uh, solution. And here with us in Cambridge, we have Jakub van Heerden, uh, a current South African MBA student. Um, Jakub, thanks very much for joining us from South Africa. Uh, thank you, Conrad. First, Jakub, can you tell us what is Snapbill? Uh, Conrad, Snapple is a flexible recurring billing system that any business can use to sell their products or services online. In short, I think Snapple allows its users to create and send invoices. So we mainly focus on recurring and subscription-based service providers, and we provide them with a, a secure hosted order form where they can sell their products or services online. They don't even need a website. We tie into multiple payment gateways to facilitate these collections. Uh, we can do that via credit card, direct debit, or PayPal, for example. And then we also have an API available where any business uh, requiring a billing component uh, for their website or application can then integrate and make use of Snapple. So, Yaku, what was the business need that you wanted to address with Snapbill? Uh, Conrad, there's many uh, billing solutions out there, especially in the recurring and subscription uh, uh, market. But we we saw a definite need for an extremely flexible recurring billing solution. Um, so Snapple currently actively bills in over 34 currencies because we support all active currencies in existence. Uh, we also allow for easy configuration of tax types, even for countries with complex taxation rules. Um, we recently launched a rule-based uh, system uh, which will allow any Snapple user to set up complex billing rules with any programming knowledge. Um, so I actually believe our focus is flexibility and that's sort of our niche market uh, is we're focusing on businesses who, who don't want to adjust their billing model to their billing system but rather wants their billing system to adjust to fit in with their billing model. I know that Snapbill was listed as one of Africa's top 30 uh, tech companies to look at, to watch out for. So how big is Snapbill right now? Uh, at the moment, we have 5,000 registered users on the Snapbill system. Uh, some of them bill in excess of 100 million rand a month uh, or 10 million US dollars. Um, so we're doing pretty well in the South African and African market. But on a global scale, we're still relatively small. And the size of your customers, um, would they be small and medium enterprises or, or would they be larger? Yeah, we developed Snabble originally for the SMEs. Um, you know, it was, uh, it was developed as a solution for every small business who cannot afford uh, to create their own billing system or would prefer not to use accounting software. Um, and from there on, it's evolved to a solution that's now so scalable and flexible that we've even seen an uptake in enterprise business in South Africa. Hmm. So, Yaku, what's your take on the future of e-commerce and cloud-based services in South Africa and the rest of Africa? Uh, I think uh, e-commerce will grow tremendously. Um, obviously, as internet access improves, uh, customers realize that buying online is even safer and cheaper than offline alternatives. Um, I mean, web-based services are becoming more popular, especially for enterprise businesses. Um, we're realizing that you know, it might be cheaper to use something on the cloud than host something themselves. Um, so yeah, I think there's, there's a great potential for e-commerce to grow in emerging economies. Um, hi, Yaku. Uh, this is Yaku. Uh, I wanted to ask you as well, um, 
Do you think that South Africa has what it takes to keep up with and compete with other developed world uh, solutions, for example? So especially when it comes to web-based services and technology, um, I mean, what do you think South Africa's position is with regards to developed worlds like the UK where we are? Uh, Yaku, I think that's an interesting question. Um, you know, many South uh, African businesses, I believe, are at the forefront of uh, web-based services, especially with regards to finance and security solutions. Um, we do, however, have a big problem here in South Africa, and that is broadband access and high-speed broadband access. The cost of access is quite expensive, um, and that's creating sort of a bottleneck in the uptake of uh, web-based services. Um, you know, for example, with Snabble, we choose to host Snabble outside of South Africa um, just because it's too expensive, um, you know, and data centers are quite unreliable here. Um, so this has been improving over the years um, and perhaps we'll consider moving uh, to a locally hosted solution in future. But for now, everything runs on Amazon Web Services. And I think, you know, from a South African point of view, we, we know we're behind anybody. We've just we've got limitations in the technology to get our products and services out there. And I think that's the biggest problem. Okay, um, and just to follow up on, on that question, do you, um, what do you think for the future, uh, I mean, by when would, would the access be a lot cheaper and easier to get in South Africa? Do you think it's going to be a question of another two years, or is it only going to be in, let's say, five or ten years' time? You know what, it is improving quite quickly at the moment, um, and, you know, recently we've We've actually gotten uncapped bandwidth solutions. Uh, we Our bandwidth uh, speed has picked up greatly. So I think within the next two years, we can definitely see things skyrocketing over here. I mean, where do you see Snapple going next? And uh, are you first uh, going to try and establish yourself better in the markets you are already? Or are you planning to expand into the rest of Africa or into North America? What are the plans for the future for Snapple? You know what? Many many startups have these amazing going global plans, and we're going to go viral. And you know, I think the the best thing to do is start in your own market. So we're focusing in South Africa and Africa. That's the market we know. Um, you know, Snapple is available globally, um, but we're primarily looking at enterprise businesses in South Africa at the moment because we'd like them to actually fund our international expansion. Um, you know, we're looking to grow into the U.S., U.K., and Australia initially, um, but that will all come with time. Uh, I don't know if this is all familiar, but um, more people in Africa and developing markets are accessing the Internet via their mobile phones rather than through um, PCs or laptops due to lack of infrastructure, as you, you mentioned. So what do you yeah. think, um, what will the impact be of this be on Snapple and uh, I've also read a bunch of articles recently about the impact of a $100 smartphone. What, what will that have on emerging markets and on Africa and South Africa? Because that will basically give um, loads of mobile users the ability to access the Internet via their mobile phones rather than conventional ways through a PC, and it will basically bring a lot more users online. So do you think um, this phenomenon will have any impact on, on Snapple, or will it not affect you as much because you are focusing on businesses rather than individuals and how in, in, individuals uh, access the Internet? Yeah, I think, Yaku, you're quite correct. Um, you know, there's been a lot of hype and buzz over this $100 smartphone and everybody going onto their mobile phones and, mm. 
you know, being able to create magic on a mobile device. And, you know, the reality is there's only so much you can do on a mobile phone, even a smartphone. Um, And at the end of the day, if you're focusing on B2C or a business dealing with a consumer market, then yes, I think it will have a major impact um, on your business going into the future. But for us, you know, business to business, um, we're still primarily focused on um, traditional means of access via PC and a web browser. You know, Snapple works just as well off any web-enabled device. Uh, we don't have an app for an iPhone or an iPad, for example, but clever, responsive web design can make our system function just as well on these. And we've got many users running on iPhone and iPads. So, yeah, I think there will be there will be definitely a big effect on businesses and impact, you know, with the mobile revolution. But I don't think it will affect business to business as much as it will affect business to consumer. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, the thing I'm thinking of immediately is uh, it might impact the, the end consumer if they have, let's say, a tablet or a smartphone that they're accessing the Internet through. They're, they're basically just going to be receiving their billing from, let's say, the Snapple um, customer. They're going to receive their bills via their mobile phones or their tablets rather than getting it through conventional um, postage or getting it via um, email on their PC or, or that type of thing. So I was just wondering uh, what you thought about that. Yeah, um, no, I think you're quite right there. Yeah, the, the last question I wanted to ask you is also um, just to find out more about how did you get started on your entrepreneurial journey and what's, what's some advice you can give to uh, budding entrepreneurs in South Africa and uh, other emerging uh, economies? Okay, well, it's actually quite a long story. I started my first business when I was still in school. Um, I think that's the case with most guys who are serial entrepreneurs and have been doing this all their lives, you know. Um, I started a creative media agency called 4Design. It's actually still operating today, and we service some of the largest academic and government institutions in South Africa. Um, You know, from my point of view, there's many unexplored opportunities, um, you know, in South Africa, in Africa in general, you know, there are many third world problems that that guys can can find relevant solutions for and you can do pretty well um you know from an opportunity point of view there's tons of opportunities in africa um and and the guys from third world uh, economy should focus on their own problems i mean we've got a lot of first world markets out there they're saturated they're difficult to penetrate um you know a good well executed an, in idea in africa can go quite a long way Um, You know, if you have the same idea in the U.S., there's probably 200 other guys doing exactly what you're doing. Um, And you can team up and maybe start something together. But, you know, in in the third world uh, where we're sitting, you know, if you if you focus on what the most important factors of a startup are, you know, you get your execution right, your timing right. You have persistence to see it through and you've got a good idea here. You can definitely do very well. Yeah, so that would be my advice to anybody starting up in the third world is just actually find solutions for relevant problems that we have. Don't try to solve first world problems. Look at at what we've got going on around us and and find relevant solutions for it. Mm. Thanks very much, Jakob. Just one last question is, what are the challenges that entrepreneurs face in South Africa? Uh, Conrad, I think there's many challenges. Um, You know, I think there there might be challenges all over the world for startup businesses. Um, But in South Africa, you know, there's definite lack of 
South African money for startups in South Africa. Um, we've had a lot more interest from US and UK uh, venture capitalists and angel investors than locally. Um, the scene is picking up, but we, we have nothing yet uh, that can be compared to um, to overseas. And the problem is, you know, we're trying now with Silicon Cape, which is sort of like a Silicon Valley initiative for, uh, you know, startups in, in Cape Town and South Africa. Um, but also there, there, there are other problems um, in South Africa. You know, there's very, very strict tax laws and they don't really get relaxed for startups. Um, you know, it makes it difficult for a small business to get um, to get going and have the capital to, to actually grow. Um, I think there, there, there are many challenges, but at least the one positive is that it is starting to get better slowly but surely. Thank you very much, Yaku. It's been very fascinating to hear your entrepreneurial journey. Uh, through Snapbill, and also to hear from you the great possibilities and opportunities for entrepreneurs like yourself in South Africa. So on behalf of uh, Jakub van Heerden here in Cambridge, we'd like to thank you for your time, and hopefully we want to see you back on the program in maybe one or two years when Snapbill is maybe on the way uh, to expand outside South Africa. I hope in, in two years' time, Conrad, that we've actually got a good exit going. So I'll definitely like to chat to you and Jakub again.